Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode with your host, Lena Marie from the Humble Alpha Female. I hope everyone is doing amazing in podcast land and that this video finds you well. Today, we're doing our first guest. Um, she is a fellow podcaster as well. She has an inspirational blog and Instagram page, and she goes by the name of Around the Way Talk. So please welcome Cecilia from Around the Way Talk. Hey, Cecilia. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so happy to have you. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. I didn't know I was your first guest. I'm so honored. (laughs) Yes, you're my first guest because you know you're like an OG podcaster. (laughs) In my book, in your book, yeah, <laughs> yes, in my book, starting out, you've been very inspirational, and I just feel that, based on our conversations that we've had offline, um, I think that the audience would benefit with a conversation from both of us. Thank you. So, I'm honored. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, let's jump right into it with Good. around the way talk. Mm-hmm. So the first things first, you guys. If you haven't had a chance to check out the podcast, the intro song is just sets the statement. You already know <laughs> back in the day, it yes. brings you back to a nostalgic time where, you know, big bamboo earrings, yep. you know, jamming, just, just living life where life was just summertime living. <laughs> yeah. Her intro is uh, amazing. Love the song. So let's talk about who you are. Mm -hmm. And what inspired you to start Around the Way Talk? So I'm Cecilia. I am from, I was born in El Salvador. I came to the United States when I was four. Um, When amnesty started happening due to our civil war. And I grew up in Oakland. So I think if you catch the vibe of the show, you will see Oakland all over it. (laughs) Yes, Oakland, California. Yes. It's like its own world. It's our own little world. So um, that I have two daughters, 23 and 13. Amazing. Yeah, I used to be a caseworker for social services. And then during the pandemic, I switched over to broadcasting and digital marketing. Oh, wow. So how's, how has the digital marketing been going with the switch? If I could only do this and this only, life would be grand. I love it. It's not work. Really? For me, it's not work. Um, but, you know, it's hard to, especially being new into the digital marketing world, if you don't have the experience. So you have to supplement your income doing, you know, other jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I could just sit here and create and do anything for digital marketing all day long. I do mostly content creating, but if mm-hmm. that's all, that was my only job, that would be great. It wouldn't even be work for me. I, oh. I do that on the weekends. It's fun. That's crazy because that's where we are in the digital world. Like yes. the whole new technology. Um, yes. I think Facebook just started the meta. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Meta but- is a, a, a new way of of trying to market yes interesting and that, it, it's just the wave of the future so the fact that you went from caseworker mm-hmm. to digital marketing those are two different worlds completely so that's like superpower type of <laughs> <laughs> completely yeah 
especially coming from DCFS and family services, yes. I know that probably was a break, right? Well, um, everyone was freaked out because I worked for Alameda County. So I was a county work, cushy county worker. <laughs> and everyone was like, you're quitting to do what? <laughs> Digital marketing. Yeah. That's my calling. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. So you've taught me so much with your inspiration and your page on Instagram on how to market your podcast or just use digital marketing, marketing, especially when you don't have a background from it. Do you find that sometimes you you feel overwhelmed with trying to be the new fish in the tank in the digital world? No, no. Um, if they gave me a chance because of it, I don't have the background. I know I could totally rock it it's just that because I come from a different world than the people that have already have been mm -hmm. in marketing for a while and I have what um, they would call soft skills which are people skills and I'm creative so I don't mm -hmm. feel overwhelmed because I know what I bring to the table and okay. it's not old ideas or new ideas it's innovative listen yes. that's that email coming out right here <laughs> When you just said, I know what I bring to the table, you yes. know, yes. Th that that's the statement piece right there. <laughs> what you bring to the table. Yes. You know, I love to hear that. I love to hear that. <laughs> so around the way talk, what inspired you to name the podcast that? Okay. So if you know the song, it's kind of like a street wise, sassy type, classy female. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much all we are. We're all, you know, from urban areas. I think we're all from the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. And Leisha, she's from Oakland. Shonen, mm -hmm. um, she's from LA, which is yes. like an extension of Oakland. And um, <laughs> well, they, you know, LA people would not agree with me, but, <laughs> right. you know, our upbringing is the same. So we're all very sassy, classy streetwise smart assy type women and um when we were discussing coming up with the name for the podcast one of my friends who's no longer on the pod she was like well would you consider us women from around the way and I was like oh heck yeah totally so <laughs> um yeah that's how the name was born because that's and then I like to say you know we're different from a lot of other podcasts we're not as um I wouldn't say as structured, but we're not as stuffy. We don't have mm -hmm. that many. I tell all my guests, say whatever you want to say. And that's yeah. okay. Because my thing is, this is how you talk when you're, you know, we're from around the way. And if you come around our way, this is how we talk. <laughs> and this is what you get. I totally agree with that. The, uh, you know, just being authentic. Like, yes. With, got it. Yep. I think that's pretty. That's actually one of my um, catchphrases for the podcast. I say real honest authentic because that's what we are yes three we do not women. censor ourselves i'm i'm looking over now three women from around the way raw basically <laughs> basically Un yes. uncensored uncut and i think the world needs that at times yeah. you know everything like you said not so stuffy because when you hear other podcasts it's almost scripted yes and, and we don't have scripts we have bullet points and also we don't always agree i i should point that out we don't always agree Yes. So we all have similar but very different backgrounds. So and that's what makes I feel our connection great because we're also mature enough to hear each other out. You said a mouthful just <laughs> that. 
<laughs> and that's the that's the age of being the mature adult saying, yeah. okay, we can agree to disagree, yeah. which a lot of us have at times had some form, just whether it's growing up or not, where you're like, oh, you know, but I want you to agree with me. But when you come to the common ground, I, to where people can say, hey, we can have differences. I think that's the beauty in individualities. Yeah. Awesome. I like that. I like <laughs> Thank that. you. So I also was checking out because you're not only a podcast host, okay, mm-hmm. podcast, you also have a unique jury line that you just started or mm-hmm. okay. So this, this is the interesting thing because I was looking over that question and the jewelry making handcrafting actually started first. Okay, tell us, tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> so um, actually photography started first. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you're a therapist, so you know. Yes. <laughs> it, it was a, a coping mechanism that my therapist suggested to help me with my anxiety. Well, my anxiety was so crazy that I actually ended up taking amazing pictures. Wow. So then it, uh, my anxiety took a little twist. And then I was like, okay, I need to do something with my hands at home. And I grew up watching my mother make jewelry. Like just handcraft, you know, just beaded jewelry because it's kind of a big thing in El Salvador. And um, I remember she used to make beautiful pieces. Um, her and my best friend, who's still my best friend, and we've been friends since we were children. They used to make amazing jewelry, and I used to always think like, well, I don't have it in me. I don't mm-hmm. have the patience to do it. <laughs> That's your guys' thing. I'm just here <laughs> for the fun and laughs, you know. Right, <laughs> but- right. I, I was having issues with my anxiety and I said, okay, well, let me try seeing if I can do it now. And it, it was amazing. It, it was, it was fun. I was good at it. It was a good way to calm my nerves. And so the, the name of my jewelry line is love and loose, which is love and light because I was meditating at the time a lot to help me with my anxiety. And it was like, okay, through I'm, I'm taking something that's not so pleasant into something beautiful. So I'm sending you my love and light, my, my good intentions with every piece. That's so good. it started first with the jewelry line. Then we started the podcast. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so that came first, actually. The, okay, the jewelry. And the fact that you said that I'm taking something and crafting it. Mm-hmm. Almost like from a pain, not painful, but anxiety. No, it was painful, yeah. Yeah. A painful to a masterpiece in a sense. So I'm going to give you a little insight that no one knows this yet. Okay. <laughs> okay, my, okay. My, I'm making a website which encompasses all of it all together. My jewelry, my photography, the podcasting, and my blogging. And it's called Alchemy. Because that's what I feel that that is. It's like an alchemy of bad coming from a, a place that wasn't pleasant to something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Totally, <laughs> especially being a therapist and like you stated when you're going through those transformations in life and you're trying to figure it out mm-hmm. and your therapist because I've been in therapy myself and they mm-hmm. say find something you're looking at them well I came to you for help from me that's what you can find <laughs> yeah exactly I think that's what I was feeling I was like you don't have like a technique for me like <laughs> a nothing in your book nothing in that book man wait a minute what the hell am I here for yeah exactly <laughs> and I, I think that's exactly what I felt I was just kind of like really <laughs> so I came to you for help and you're giving me homework <laughs> right 
and that's the beauty in the therapy and I'm so happy that you spoke on that because again a part of the platform that you just stated is saying I'm being open and transparent about where I'm coming from where my life and we don't get that a lot the transparency when we're talking about mental health and how important yeah how important it is so the fact that you put all of those in there and you're like finding out things that you like to do yeah and, and I'm good that at. You, yeah and that you're good at mm-hmm. that's the beauty in that because sometimes it's compelling like you know we put these limitations on ourselves to where you know I, I don't feel that I feel that like you stated before your friend and your mom you guys yeah. are really good at that yeah. I can't be good at that and then yes. and look at you now and you know when I went one time to a mentorship program when I was working for Alameda County um I was she they were asked um like assessing me and they were like well, what would you like to do and I said I'd like to be a social worker because I love helping people yes. and th- she said well I don't really see you as a person in charge <laughs> and I was really? just kind of like yeah she said your personality is very very quiet and very shy and I was thinking like oh lady you got me all messed up <laughs> what? see yeah and I'm I'm so that that's what she said to you yeah and now. I'm like, okay, I'm on my own schedule. I'm a digital marketer. I'm pitching sales sometimes, pitching ideas. I'm putting myself out there by putting my creativity out there. I'm a podcaster. It's like, yeah, you should have me all wrong. So yeah, and how, there's a message how, behind all that. <laughs> I can't wait till it launch. I, and I, <laughs> I, I pray you put that story in there because oh, again, I am. that's so uplifting. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's, my, my whole purpose of the website is that together like hey this is what i've been through if you're going through this please know that there there is hope we can do this together amazing oh goodness <laughs> you, know, you know you know how dramatic i, I am like <laughs> it's, it's coming from a good place because yes. when you hear people say the same thing but everybody's not saying it at the same time it's beautiful to me right because in life okay everybody's preaching mental health mental health but it's almost like you have to find your own path and then when you see somebody on the road like hey and then you're like hey and they're like okay well we're speaking the same language it took a while for you to get to this part in in your walk but there are people meeting you along the journey i i think that's the simplistic of being a you know oh cecilia that's awesome (laughs) thanks I didn't know you wanted to be a social worker. We've had so many conversations. I think it's because we're usually like really into podcasting world that we don't really get into the other stuff. <laughs> yes. It's, no, it's, I, I did. I, I would, I love working with people. The reason I left social services was not because of the people that I served. It was the in office politics and mm all of that stuff that just drove me crazy especially at the beginning of the pandemic where mm-hmm. they were telling me there I, I was expected to serve my community but then it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic I have a child that needs me and you don't have any protocol in place because this has never happened before <laughs> in tr- yes yes and I think a lot of us as um in social services experienced that it was yeah, almost oh, that was like, a burnout yeah what burnout what was my purpose in terms of making sure that I'm safe? Yes. During yes. a pandemic. And there were no policies. No, there, there wasn't. wasn't. 
and that was their only answer was like well we don't have any protocol in place and it's like yeah that's because we've never lived through a pandemic (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) let's put one um yeah like a flash flood let's work on one yeah and at that moment my daughter needed me and it was just kind of a no-brainer because my daughter she's on the spectrum so it was like okay school's out i can't just leave her with just anyone and i've worked hard to get her to feel sure of herself and in a place of structure that I'm sorry it was I just had to go but it was never because I didn't like serve I loved serving the public because it was it was amazing it's a good feeling yes it is and I'm so happy that I know that about you now (laughs) you know because it's always you can always tell someone who finds gratitude in serving others because it's like even with even without you saying it it's like it comes up and you're like it's something about her and then <laughs> in conversations like this you're like oh yeah i knew That's it good. i knew it, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. even when we found out that we were both libras i was like i knew it no. <laughs> yeah i loved working with people and i worked in alameda county in, in oakland and i remember when i used to tell people because oakland has a lot of need and i used yes, to tell people they, i'm a caseworker in oakland and they used to say oh my god you must be stressed out it must be so crazy and I used to say you know what it's never the clients it's always the office workers or you know the policies or the protocols or just office politics it was never the community the community was I always I think I had one person in my seven and a half years at county be angry and it was because she was sick wow everyone else was I loved I mean all it takes is to listen what the person needs and put yourself in there and I have been in their shoes it's another thing so and you said it you said it basically what we're going to talk about today (laughs) let you finish like you said putting yourself in other people's shoes yeah um showing that empathy uh versus sympathy we call it definitely yeah yeah well imposed you're not better than anyone to feel sympathy right right and that normally is the trend now Mm-mm. related to toxic positivity yes <laughs> <laughs> you and I both laugh at this because yeah. we've had numerous conversations and that's kind of the dialogue where um I wanted to ask you some questions related to that because in mainstream social media we commonly see being positive is the way to go it, it's right. no it's no other end it, it it's that and if you're anything different, yeah. then you don't fit in. You don't fit into the box. Right. And you're weak. You're mm-hmm. a lot slacker. You're any anything but, you know, struggling. Yes. So just for the audience, um, you're probably like, what are they talking about? Positivity. <laughs> Before we get into it, I just want to give you guys a definition. I was reading this article by Kendra Cherry. She said, what is toxic positivity? And basically, she summed it up as it's a belief that no matter how difficult a situation is, people or individuals should maintain a positive mindset all the time. Mm -hmm. It's a good vibe only, you know, that hashtag good vibes only. (laughs) And she basically stated that when you're looking at things from that perspective all the time, it takes out the humanistic characteristics of the person where if you're not positive, that's the only emotion you're supposed to show. And if you're not, you don't fit in. And we've taken it to the extreme as human beings. Yes. That's all we see. So 
have you ever felt that before and could you give us a time on how you worked through that before hmm. just one huh <laughs> <laughs> I know We'll be on here all night. I promise. Right. Um, I think in my relationships with my friends, mostly, um, as you know, longtime friends, we're always expected to be cheerful and um, hold each other. Holding space for each other is not always. It's gonna be okay, girl. Don't worry about it. It's okay. You got this. You always do. It's like, yeah, I know I do, <laughs> but right now, right now, it sucks. Just let me say that it sucks. <laughs> yes. And when you said holding space, mm-hmm. again, that's liberating. And I totally agree with what you're saying because we're human. And yeah. what you just referenced, it's other emotions that's tied to me today. Right now, I just want yes. a snicker bar. <laughs> yes. A, let me a, have a it. <laughs> oh, if, no, forget the diet. Scratch that. Yes. Give me... um whatever you're mixing back there or somebody <laughs> around the world they say let's yeah. just be real and I think what you said holding space is so natural for people to just brush off your feelings yeah I, I one of the other things I I hate is when a friend comes to me and she tells me or they tell me I'm going through this and I know I shouldn't complain and it makes me cringe inside and like no don't don't say that don't diminish what you're feeling mm-hmm. and invalidate what you're feeling by saying I know people have it worse because yeah. for one that's kind of insulting to <laughs> other people too you're going through this no one else is going through this so allow yourself to just go through it mm-hmm. be in the present moment I agree yes. and it's not always supposed to be like love and light even though my name is love and light that's not exactly that's not what I meant mm-hmm. it was a it's transmuting of a of a feeling and that's I think that's what holding space is it's like I'm going to sit here with you and then usually I tell my friends you tell me what you want me to do do you want me to listen do you want my feedback <laughs> you know you want me to take my hoops off what is it that you want me to do <laughs> A, B, C, D, E, or F. All of them. <laughs> you All let me know. I love it. I got it. And we need that. We need that. You know, like you stated before, allowing people to vent. And I think that came along, I guess, when you're in the social service world, you stated right. early to just listen. Yeah. And a lot of times as humans, we really don't listen. People right. are just listening to reply or listening to respond. And I've been guilty of that myself. Right. But when it the table is turned and you've been in a situation like you just stated with friends and um, you're needing them to just be transparent or mm-hmm. just them there mm-hmm. and they hit you with it. You got it, girl. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's literally a, a, a blank stare. Yeah. For me at times, it's like, right. So we, we, we've done all this talk and here we, we're, we didn't get anywhere. Wow. This is, <laughs> this is and it's so hard, like you stated, to, to, to get them to understand. And I'm so happy that they are highlighting and I'm seeing more of it. What is toxic positivity? How is it harmful to harmful to people? Mm-hmm. Um, because reading the article, she even talks about how it affects the mental health. of suppressing feelings and emotions so have you what is your form of 
therapy, quote unquote, or coping skill when others may reciprocate toxic positivity to you? What are some things that you, if they just don't understand, what are some things that you've done to say, okay, how do I move from this situation if they didn't understand that? So to be really, really honest, if they're really always on that, they're not going to be around me. I don't keep people around me like that. And my circle is very small. So Cecilia. <laughs> so if you're always going to be on that tip, we're not in alignment and I wish you well, but I wish you well way over there. <laughs> um, people that I've been friends with for a very, very long time, they know me as being very blunt and being very honest. And I'm as uncomfortable as it can be. I'm very honest and I will tell you, you're not listening to me right now. This is what I feel. This is how you're making me feel. And this is how, what I'm going through, you're not listening. And I feel that if a person really cares about you and they're really your friend, which is why they're still around, they will, Mm -hmm. they will take that time and say, Oh, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing or that's what you were feeling or that's what was happening. You know, um, for instance, my best friend that I've been friends with since fourth grade, we had a situation and her feelings were hurt because I said something to her and I let her and I knew I was like, oh, yeah, I knew that I was going to kind of hurt her feelings because I know her. I let her take a day, process it. Then we talked about it the next day and it was mm-hmm. uncomfortable. It was not fun. Mm-hmm. I did not like hurting her, but it, it, it needed to be said. Yes. And to know that you said it from a good place. Mm-hmm. And and that's another thing people just diminish and say, well, you know, they're just being mean. But in most cases, it's from a good place. If you've been most- friends with someone for a long time, you yes. should know that that's not that it's not. I think we get caught up with what social media is telling us is right and wrong and, you know, trends mm-hmm. or whatever. Those are great for awareness, but they're not gospel. Mm-hmm. So, yes, they're not. They're not. No, <laughs> so it's it's right. important you write to write your own gospel at times. You yes, know, what works for you. I told societal norms, getting rid of them sometimes. Yes, all of them. To be honest, all and, of them. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, there are some that you do have to get rid of. You know, yeah. sometimes it sometimes it is very you if they bring awareness, but it's not all black and white. You have to look at each situation and each friend individually. And in that situation with your friend, what, when you guys did talk again, how did that, what was the outcome of that? She cried. I I, I sat there while she cried and she told me how I made her feel. And Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of, okay, you're right. You know, humility, a lot of, I understand that's how I made you feel. I'm really, really sorry. That was not my intention. I might've said it the wrong way because of these factors that were going on externally at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was frustrated, but that's not what I was trying to say to you. And, and mm-hmm. like I said, we've been friends since we were like fifth grade. So I I know that she sees in me the same person that was her friend in fifth grade. And I see in her the same friend that, you know, we've been through deaths and births together. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason why, you know, we have to let that linger. We said what we, we said our piece. We're, we're going to move on now. Got it. And, oh man, Cecilia, (laughs) the points that you're giving today, 
just being a human being, being a therapist, you hear finding your voice. And would yeah. you just think like finding your voice? Sometimes it's really hard for people, including myself on my own journey. I'm pretty sure we've all, you've had moments where I you still just do. Read. Yes, <laughs> yes. And the transparency and being owning it, like, you know, hey, for y'all to come together, I think that's beauty. That's really hard for people to do at times. And friendships fall out. Yeah, they do. Because of different styles of communication or like you stated you saying one thing and they taking it the other way and not coming back and resolving it so you made some good points there with the whole let's look at this from a different perspective without the external factors in that moment yeah sometimes we do that you know yeah. we, we we do that oh my goodness toxic positivity <laughs> yeah oh so, yes so just to elaborate on that you guys Cecilia explained it amazing just how it affects people and what do you do in situations like this is it common yes it is very common we see it in social media we see it in friendships we see it in our friendships but again is it beneficial it depends but what they've seen statistically is that it's more harm to both parties Mm-hmm. Because somebody's almost quote unquote being fake. That's yeah. what we're saying. We're saying being fake, not being real. And then the whole world continues this pattern. Mm-hmm. What for the years and just working in social services, and I'm pretty sure you've seen this, it causes what depression, anxiety, yes. social anxiety, people feeling like they're not worthy enough for right. their voice to be heard. Yeah. And I, I think we both can agree on that. Yes. And that's that's detrimental when yes. you find the people sitting. pleasing. Yes, people pleasing. I've I've went through that one too. <laughs> Still going through that. <laughs> We're Libras, yes. <laughs> Libras, the balance, the scales. Yeah. Ooh. But sometimes it gets to be a little bit too much when you're trying to hold too much balance and yeah. <laughs> too much, too much balance. <laughs> so this is a question I was just like I had to put it on my um by questions for my interviewer as the interviewer here mm-hmm. <laughs> first time it was the question of what's something people seem to misunderstand about you and before you answer that you said something so impactful earlier when you stated that you told the, the lady mm-hmm. that you were talking to about your desire to be a social worker and she said that you don't fit the type mm-hmm. to be the social work worker. Um, what's something people have seen to misunderstand about you and how do you handle those misunderstandings and maneuver through life or past that? It depends on the person. Some people mm-hmm. I don't really care about correcting. Some I'm, I'm 44 now and at this age I'm just kind of like very selective of what I put my energy into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's See, like that's a whole nother lifestyle right there. <laughs> so and if I feel uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> if if I feel that you know some good will come out of me correcting you, I will. If I don't, I'm just going to. I don't care what you think. Just go ahead. <laughs> but that's, I think that's beautiful. I'm very observant and I'm very quiet. You and I both spoke that I'm very introverted too. Mm-hmm. And people often often mistake this as me being shy me being a pushover or mm-hmm. you know me being bored or just you know they, they think I'm just 
this quiet little shy person and, and I hear that a lot you're so shy I'm definitely not shy Mm-hmm. I just don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm picking the vibes up. I'm picking the energy. exactly. Yes, I'm feeling it. Exactly. I don't know what it is. I guess the older you get, the intuitive is like mm, you can't put your finger on it. I, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. you moments with people. You're like, oh, I just don't know, and I get them all the time. And yeah, when you said earlier, your circle is small. Mm-hmm. I think that's beauty in having small circuits small soap circles you guys like yeah. because those intimate settings where it's less surface yeah. it's almost below the surface type of connections that you know I look for and based off of what you said you know you look for as well yes. so when you have those moments what would be the chill down for you to re-strategize and say, I'm not going to go off the deep end because we're human mm-hmm. and just let it roll off your back like uh, water on duck's back. How do, how do you do that? What do you mean? What, what type of moments? When you have I- those moments when you encounter you know people that misunderstand you oh okay um, you're in that you're in that moment right then and there <laughs> i wish i could say i always had the perfect response but i don't <laughs> right i do have two younger daughters that help anchor me a lot especially yeah. when you know they're around and i kind of have to check myself and say uh my kids are around or sometimes they will ground me and they'll say mom <laughs> and it's like okay you're right you're right you're right we, I need to chill it. I need to walk away <laughs> thank God for kids right they know yes, yes. Saving, grace, saving grace I and you do said, mm-hmm. uh-huh. go ahead no you said your daughter um you said 13 years old right yes another one's and 23 that's, yes and that's the like preteen yeah. age of hormones and they kids are, they watch everything you do yeah. Every, yeah. and what you just said like hold on mom wait a minute yeah listen you gotta yeah, check you, yourself right you do you do have to and and like I said if I don't they will yes. especially the oldest <laughs> she will always tell me like mom alright you need to stop uh, you're right I do but I've been through a lot um, with you know work and being a single mom and my daughter on the spectrum and fighting for services that I think I've kind of perfected the assertiveness without being aggressive mm-hmm. so I know how to, I, it's and it took me a long time to find my voice too but once you find it you're never gonna lose it <laughs> what what age do you feel or what was the pivotal moment in your life where it was like you know what enough is enough I'm going to go ahead and say what I have to say um, in your life in terms of finding your voice. I had to go through a custody battle for my daughter. Gotcha. And I had to find a way. I mean, you, you've got like five minutes to talk to a person who's never met you or your child doesn't know anything about you to make your point on why you think they should decide in your favor. And yeah, And to be honest, it took my therapist calling me right before I went into the courtroom to tell me, you got this, you could do this. And everything in my head was telling me, no, I can't. I ain't scared. (laughs) Five minutes to plead your your case and be succinct and concise and calm and collected and 
see you know it's all you have to see you know what i mean you have to seem responsible yes. you have to all in one minute you know like five minutes you have to okay this is i mean you don't plan it all in five minutes you have all your paperwork you have you know but mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot to think outside of yourself and just say okay you know what i mean <laughs> it's kind of yeah, like I, I, I totally get it i told and that again that's liberating because a custody battle where your child your baby is involved and mm -hmm. guess what i have either what is it fight or flight yes i'm 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 fighting i chose fight yes and it yes. would have been very easy to continue that circle of um abuse i guess you can say yeah let's mm -hmm. just call it for what it is abuse yeah know? and it could have been easy to just you know you know fly and be like no i can't do this we'll find a way around it but i knew at that moment i was like all right this is enough it happened to me i'm not letting it happen to you we need to make a change and i need to prove to this judge on this understand why we need to make a change oh man so i so think after that I, and I think I always kind of ground myself with that, like, Ceci, if you can go multiple times up against a judge and plead <laughs> your case, you can handle telling this person. <laughs> and I just have to speak on the whole perspective of the alpha female. It's like sometimes <laughs> you don't have a choice. Right. You have to you have to embrace it and do it. We don't have time to think because mm -hmm. these choices in life we didn't ask for. Right. Um, these are situations in life you didn't ask for. Right. And you have to just find a way to pull through. And yeah. pulling through is finding your voice or going against the grain. And yeah. people, like you said, may say, oh, gosh, she's so assertive. But do you know the backstory? Do you right. know what it took for me to even stand before here and plead my case? People right. don't see that part, especially when um, we have limited support right uh, in situations where life happens yeah and what do you do you flight or you fight where you yeah. fight and you chose that so i just love to hear other women who can be hilarious because we <laughs> have all we always laughing right and, like, and another choice you have yeah <laughs> and then we balance the two and say wait a minute yeah. If it comes to that point, we can take it there. Yes, definitely. Respectfully. Respectfully, Respectfully okay. yes. But you're going to hear it. <laughs> you're going to hear this because you don't know what I've been through. Right. You know? And the growth. And I'm sorry that you have to get it like this. I'm so sorry. But I'm not sorry. Like I No, I'm not sorry at all. I'm not because sorry. By the time we get to that... I've already given you lots of chances to lots of chances have this already. conversation with me to work. And there's with no me. more. Right? Yeah. So by the time we so. get there, no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that because again, we were talking earlier. That goes to my next uh, topic where we discuss support, mm -hmm. and you stated for where when we're in situations where your therapist was there with you mm -hmm. to be your cheerleader. Mm -hmm. And to coach yes, there go therapists. Please, we need the world needs more. Please yes. <laughs> sign up, you guys. Sign up. <laughs> <laughs> um, where you were, she was able to be there for you, mm -hmm. and that's amazing to have people there for you at times. Well, we would all like that all the time, but mm -hmm. what do we do when we don't really have that, and we have to look 
at individuals, and we've talked about this before, for support and they're not able to reciprocate it back. Mm-hmm. And we've always talked um, on sidebar conversations where, mm-hmm. especially in entrepreneurship, owning a business, starting a business, birthing a business, where you're looking for the support as though your therapist was rooting for you mm-hmm. and you're looking around it and you don't feel it. Have you ever been in a situation like that? And can you <laughs> share that? <laughs> or do we have time to get into it? Do we it? have time for this? <laughs> um, I, I think probably the minute that I started to show my creativity to the world, you know, everyone likes a quiet wallflower mm. because, you know, you don't, you don't have to step your game up when you're sitting next to a wallflower, right? <laughs> right. But the minute that I started showing my creativity to the world, and you know, hey, look what I could do. And when I first started this podcast, I had someone tell me, oh, let me put you in contact with someone who can help you. And Ooh. I was just kind of like, why do you think I need help? But I appreciate the help, the support, but I think I, I have a different view of what I want, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think 2% of my friends support me in my podcast. So yeah <laughs> so I, I go through that a lot every with digital marketing they don't understand they don't want to know with mm. podcasting they just don't want to know um photography anything that I that I create except for my jewelry line they're very supportive with the jewelry line because you know who doesn't like jewelry right, right. <laughs> but anything else it's not there and I don't I don't necessarily see it as like, oh my God, I don't want to talk to you guys. You guys suck. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. And you don't want to look at it like that. You, you don't, don't. want to look at it like that. And you try not to look at it that way. Um, but I guess one of the things I think we've discussed before is putting our expectations, me mm-hmm. personally, on other people. And I think yes. we talk. Um, and that's, that's, you, you want people to give to you like you're giving to them. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you've had to, a reality check with yes. yourself. And you're like, okay, well, what, what what do I do now? So with, you said 2% of your family and friends support your friends. podcast. Family, absolutely none. Friends. Family. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> How do you, where do you find the motivation to keep going? New relationships. New networking. Yeah. It, when I meet people like you and other women that I've interviewed with and in, and we instantly have a different kind of bond and we get to talk about our experiences and our upbringings and, you know, it's just like, okay, my circle is not just this little tiny circle that I keep, you know? <laughs> from all, people all around the world. Yes. From Louisiana all the way to California. <laughs> that that's what motivates me is that it's like okay wait a minute i would have never talked to anyone from louisiana in my life because i'm in california for one (laughs) i would never have had this conversation with anyone had it not been for this thing that we're doing called podcast so that's what inspires me the people in the new relationships and i was i was reading an article earlier from the uh, national alliance on mental illness and it's coming from a perspective of when family don't support you and you can really tie that into you know entrepreneurship and one of them one of the uh, suggestions that they stated that be your own cheerleader like you stated earlier 
you know, speaking up for yourself and supporting yourself. And, you know, to be honest, it can be overwhelming. It can be. You know, because social media, and I think we both can agree on this, it makes uh, entrepreneurship is glamour, you know, glamorous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One post takes hours to edit. <laughs> um, yeah. You're deleting. Um, oh, that didn't sound right. Oh, you know, they don't see that part. Yeah. And then you put all this work in it and you're looking around saying, wait, wait a minute. I, anybody can just click a like and you share. And when you don't have it, it, it does. You're human. You do have those moments where. Oh, yeah. You just like, what the hell am I doing this? Why for? am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the purpose? Let me just stick to the nine to five. Yeah. You know, and that's what you shared new relationships and new relationships yeah new not mm -hmm. everything's monetary yeah not everything's monetary and with social media i think that's one of the goals is to let everybody know you can become a millionaire overnight yeah <laughs> i don't know where we're going to be in 20 years realistically <laughs> i don't think that that's a thing anymore i think before social media was such a big thing mm -hmm. that you know you had a chance of becoming that overnight success because yeah. it was new where mm -hmm. we are now it's not very realistic it takes a lot of hustle a lot of work <laughs> i agree you a think you know maybe someone that just comes across your page will be like oh my god this is you know this blew up overnight yeah it was right. a lot of time coming there. a long time coming i, I and strategizing and yes. implementing and overthinking <laughs> overthinking overthinking and overthinking yeah. listen should i put it out should i not put it out what yeah. day should i put it out what oh you put it out I you think it's great no one likes it it's like no okay one. so what did i do wrong <laughs> i thought it was everything great. You, you didn't follow nothing right you just wanted to just put your stuff out there right yeah okay not get no likes now look what yeah. you did now <laughs> Right, and you and you go to Google, and Google is like, oh, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. Exactly. You're like, you know what? Don't worry about exactly. it. Yeah. So <laughs> it, yeah. I think your the odds are against you of being an overnight success right now. Yeah, it takes a lot of hustle. A lot of hustle, especially in the um, podcasting. I'm just gonna yes. be honest about it. It's oversaturated. So, yeah. Yeah. But every. <laughs> but. But yes. the big but, and I say this to you directly, no one's going to do it the way you do. No. And th listen, you guys, this was the motivation piece. Because I was, <laughs> we talked on Instagram Messenger, and I was just literally like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to worry about this podcast stuff no more. I'm sick of this. Now, I don't know what to do. And I think I chimed in with Cecilia, and we talked, and that piece if you could say that again so everybody can hear this is what she told me you guys and i was like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> i think i told you something about like they don't have what you have they're not yes. gonna do it the way you do so you do it because no one's gonna no one's you no one's you and i'm literally driving in my car and i'm like at the red light i'm like you dog all right let me pull over <laughs> you're right nobody gonna do it like how i yeah, all the way from California, honey. I'm high five. You want to drink? Uh, uh, five or something. You, know, you owe me. <laughs> I owe I'm you. on my way. <laughs> right. With a with a salt rim or something. I owe you. <laughs> but like you said, it the relationship that you build, people yeah. that I never would have thought that I've met, including yourself, mm -hmm. along this journey. Mm -hmm. Because again, we have to look at it human. Hey, we have those that not feeding into toxic positivity. 
we have those moments where we're human. I'm like, you know what? I just don't feel like it today. I just yeah. don't want to do it. I don't get it. But what do we do when we get there? What are some of your things that you do when you find those moments creeping in your mind? What are some um, coping skills, I would say, or skills you use to get out of those ruts? I think it depends. Um, you have to listen to your body. So mm-hmm. some days when I am really tired and really burnt out, I will sit there and watch Netflix. I will park my butt on that couch. And, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> some days I'm just there like, I'm going to do my nails, put on these candles, watch Netflix, have some ice cream, and that's it. Not answering my phone, not doing anything. That's it. I know there's like a thousand things I need to be done right now, but they'll be there tomorrow. Oh man. Other times I have to kind of like fake it till I make it. <laughs> and you know what's funny? There there's some beauty behind the grind because a lot of times, believe it or not, I talk myself, I want to talk myself out of an episode. I want to talk myself out of recording. Oh my god, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I'm tired. I gotta do this. I gotta no, but you know, I try to treat my craft as it is my actual career everything pay me or don't pay me it's going to have the same type of um you know i have the same type of work ethic behind work it ethic. yeah and, and i think that yeah i like and that when i push myself past the i don't want to do this that's where that's why i said there's beauty in the grind because then that's when i'll have the most amazing conversations yes. i will be like oh my god that was amazing i'm so glad i didn't talk myself out of that one Yes. And so, I think that's the, the fear. And what you just said, I've, I've experienced it as well. Now, that's a gem, what you just said, you know, pushing through, just yeah. pushing through. Um, even though that may sound like toxic positivity, there's levels to toxic positivity, you guys. <laughs> we'll do a, another episode on that. Yes. Sometimes you have to have those coaching talks in your head. Well, there's to toxic both. positivity and then there's the imposter syndrome type thing, you know, and then yeah. there's the... <laughs> Yes. I mean, you're, you're an artist. You're it's it's um, overwhelming to put your thoughts and your heart out there, like on your sleeve, literally. Like here, look. <laughs> Listen to all I have going on in my life. Come yes. on, out. Come on, come on in. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. On top of your own anxiety, I got exactly. It. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's um it's overwhelming. So there's yeah. there is toxic positivity. Which would be me telling you, no, no matter what you feel, I don't care if you're running a fever, you're tired, no, you have to record. But I'm saying, no, you got to stop sometimes. You, It's okay to to take that me time day. But don't do it all the time because then you're kind of like messing with your own insecurities. You know, you're letting that insecurity take over. Yeah, like feeding into it at that oh, We moment. used to call it with my daughter, the bully. That's the what bully. we should call it, the bully. <laughs> Don't let the, the bully, bully take over. <laughs> and it's a constant war with you and the bully all yeah. the time. Yeah. People have no idea. It's like, I don't have time to worry about what you have going on in terms of drama. Because yes. I got a war feel going, like a war zone <laughs> going on in my mind right now. Yeah. Like, you have no idea. Please, right. the bully versus me every day. Yes, yes, and all day. Don't, they don't see that part, but... I, I totally get where you're coming from with that. So with all of this going on and you you being a mother and a business owner and an entrepreneur, 
where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I would like to be a consultant of some type uh, with within digital marketing, either if it's content creating or digital marketing itself. I would mm-hmm. like to be a consultant. And um, I talked to one of my other guests. I have it's like a two two tier type thing. I mm-hmm. want to be a consultant for the everyday entrepreneur that can't yeah. necessarily afford that marketing, you know, team because it's yeah. expensive. It isn't. And I would like to have at least a blueprint of saying, okay, well, you know, you, you have a lot of talent. <laughs> I can show you yeah. how to at least get it started. Yes. And I then, think that a, wow. I like and then have, idea. you know, the actual, you know, real firm. You want to hire me? Okay. <laughs> I'm part of a team or I have a team or I make up this element of this team, you know, some actual big part of, you know, the mm-hmm. grand scheme of an actual team yes yes and i think one one of the unique things that makes cecilia is the um multiple person that positive personalities and realness that you get that you you never would have thought was in <laughs> said the wallflower you based on you would have never thought mm-hmm. this vivacious woman is so bold and i i love that about your personality because oh, it's like you i'm i you're welcome you're quite welcome it's like wait a minute i'm gonna put you in this box and you tell me hell no i'm not going in no box there is no box <laughs> like wait up this is my kind of girl like wait a minute. Listen, if you must if you must put me in a box it has to be like a hexagon type box <laughs> <laughs> i need room <laughs> Oh my goodness. So I love to embrace women on the channel um, because again, we're human. Yeah. Um, talk to mothers. We talk to um, women who want to inspire other women, entrepreneurs, business owners, wives, single life, you know, dating. We just talk about it all here and we're transparent. Yeah. And Celia, yeah, I, I, I am so honored to have you Thank on you. the show today. Can you tell us where we can find you? Uh, platforms right now the best one would probably be the instagram page um i will be launching my website soon but i will make it public on that instagram page and it's at around the way talk on ig ig okay amazing so you guys please check out this episode check out her page amazing content um top topics that don't really get a lot of publicity on social media or in mainstream ma- the networks <laughs> at around the way so you around the way talk so you guys check her out and cecilia it's been a pleasure we'll have to do this another time definitely thank but, you uh, you're welcome and i guess we'll talk soon yes all right, all right. Well, this- you enjoy your saturday all right you too talk to okay. you soon talk to you too bye